talking with composer Reza Safinia, uh, who composed a score to the Sundance hit uh, Philly Brown and has an upcoming project called Snap, a thriller set in the uh, underground world of dubstep. Uh, thank you so much for talking with me today. Well, thank you. No worries. All good. <laughs> um, I guess to start off, how, how did you get started in music and, and what led you to composing? Um, well, I... Uh... Well, I started in music as an intern in a recording studio in New York at Battery Studios. And, uh, you know, I just was in the music business first. And then, you know, I became an engineer and then a producer after that. And, uh, you know, I had a career in pop music, basically. And uh, after some time of doing that, um, you know, I had a good career and uh, it was all good. But, you know, I just as I just got older... Um, I just got less interested in doing, you know, dancey pop records with auto-tuned vocals. And, you know, I just wanted to explore a more sort of serious side of my musical nature. And, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, so I always was interested in film. And um, eventually I just decided, you know, this is the right time for me, you know, to, to get into this. So then uh, I just started doing that instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And, and you mentioned you've done so much work in the pop music side of the industry, working with many artists and record labels. How would you compare uh, that part of the industry with the, the film composing side of the industry? Um, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a little bit different, you know. Um, you know, as a songwriter and a producer in the, in the pop world, you know, you're basically trying to get... Uh, it's almost more like being a director of a movie in, in the in the film world mm-hmm. because basically you're creating stuff that you're trying to sell to the major record labels, uh, which is like you know writers and directors trying to sell their ideas to studios or something, you know. Right. And so you're constantly you know churning out songs that you're trying to sell to get a cut on a major recording artist's album, um, you know. Whereas as a composer, you're kind of more like you know, a link in the chain, and you you know you have to work for the director, or you know, you, you you obviously there's an element of your own creative expression in there, but ultimately you're working on someone else's baby. Um, so creatively, that's kind of the biggest difference, I suppose, in the process. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, your film Philly Brown premiered at Sundance earlier this year, and it's uh it's coming out in August, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh well. Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> no, actually, no. It's it's coming out, but I don't. I think all. I, I think it's later than August. I'm not sure if it's August actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you d- you guys did get a, a distributor through Sundance, right? Uh, that's right. Yes. And yeah. uh, I, I've never been to Sundance, and I know you've had a film at Sundance before. Um, but what is that experience like? Is it nerve-wracking to be, you know, an, an audience watching the film and, and and getting almost you know criticized like that? Um, well, yeah, I guess, I mean, yes and no, I mean, you know, I think it probably is, but, you know, I've been, you know, playing in bands since I was like 15 years old, I guess, or maybe even younger, and so, you know, I don't do this so much anymore, but so much of my, uh, you know, late teens and early 20s was filled up with getting up on a stage in front of, like, you know, a crowd of people and playing my music that, you know, 
I've kind of like uh, forced stage fright out of my system in a way, you know. So and so Sundance it was a similar kind of thing. I mean, it's kind of you, you're more for me. My experience is I'm just more curious to see how people are going to interpret something. And that's not because like I'm like oh I'm so amazing that they're going to love it. Yeah, they might hate it, but I, it's less of a fear and more of a curiosity is what it is. Just because you know the fear has just been shaken out of my system from so many <laughs> like basically every time you're up for a job you know it's like you know you you got to get you got to get cool with rejection to be in this business you know <laughs> yeah I mean, definitely yeah <laughs> um so for for the film philly brown what was your goal musically um yeah i mean that was such an exciting project you know because it it, it um enveloped you know all aspects of what i do and sort of bridge the bridge the gap from my former career and my new one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, my goal was to really give a solid dramatic score to the movie. Um, that you know, regardless of it being a music movie or a hip hop movie or anything like that, you know, just from the dramatic orchestral sort of side of things, was just like you know a really solid score. And then. Obviously, to do like banging hip hop beats and you know more contemporary styles for the for, for those appropriate sections of the movie, and then to find a way of marrying the two together so that you know it wasn't like you know one thing starting and then and then the things ending, whereas the whole thing sort of smoothly transitioning in and out of each other. That was the intention, uh, you know, and that's what the directors really wanted and what we discussed. So right, it was right. really fun to do that. Because yeah, the film revolves around a, an inspiring musician. So did you have to deal a lot with uh, you know source music and and that in the soundscape and having to weave your score between all of that, right? Well, there was that, and also there was uh, actually writing songs uh, as opposed to just source music in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, there's performance. You know, the character of Philly Brown, she has songs that she has to uh, you know perform in the film, and uh, you know writing those songs and writing them in a way that would work with the score, you know, was like a really cool, you know, thing. And also the way that the songs work in the film, because the character has a has an arc of, you know, where her, where her career goes as an artist. So, you know, she starts off with some real small-time, like, hustler, manager kind of guy who then is a link in a chain to a bigger manager who's in a link. You know, she, she elevates... Uh, her way through the industry and at each stage you know the style of music that a certain sort of producer is sort of imposing on her or saying this is what you have to do is reflective of you know the level that that producer is in the game so you know so there had to be a transition from very underground music to like super commercial music um, and that was really interesting to 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 do that you know um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And as a, as a, uh, as a composer, what, what aspect of the film speaks to you the most? Is it the setting, the characters, the story? I mean, it's a combination of everything, but what, when you're sitting down to write for the first time, what is really speaking to you? Uh, well, with this film, there was actually, uh, one scene that just, uh, you know, as soon as I saw it, it just set out to me the tone for the film. Um, from the school side, and um, it was a scene where, you know, Philly Brown, you know, the, the 
character is going to visit her mom in prison, um, and you know her her mom's sort of telling her about her predicament, and it's the first scene in the movie actually, and it's like an exchange between them that sets up everything that's going to follow in the film, and it's very very intense, and it was so well acted, and there was such a um, you know, I just couldn't keep my eyes off the screen. Like when I saw it, when I saw the footage, I was just like completely sucked into it, and it was so movie uh, that it immediately, it immediately. Um, I mean, this is the thing about music: is it expresses something that words can't. So you know, it immediately told me that expression, which I'll try now to put in words, but obviously it's not going to be accurately that. But you know, there was something about. Um, the relationship between a mother and a daughter who've been estranged. There was something about uh, two people lying to each other. There was something about a menacing uh, aspect of drug addiction. There was, you know, and all these things were all happening all in one moment. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the music had to reflect that boiling pot of emotions and situations. And it was very visceral for me. As soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, this is what it's going to be musically, you know? Right, right. Um, and ha- and you, you're you working with uh, a director, Yusef Dallara. How would you describe your working relationship with him? Uh, he was great. And th- there was actually two directors on this film, uh, uh, him and Michael almost. And uh, it was really fantastic working with both of them um, because, I don't know, they, they just they were very music savvy. Um you know, they they had very strong opinions of where the music should be, um, which, you know, was actually helpful for me because, you know, rather than just coming out with something and trying to, you know, impress someone who's not musically literate or, you know, not that they're musically literate in terms of writing notes or anything, but in terms of, you know, they really understand music, both contemporary and film school and we had a really good conversation about it that was, you know, meaningful and we really connected on that. And there were sort of um, two different aspects um, that we kind of kept, um, or poles, polarities, that we kept going back and forth until we found sort of like the middle ground for the tone. Um, And that was, you know, obviously I think Social Network had just recently come out or something. And... uh, when we first started talking about music. And, you know, there was an element of, you know, we wanted to be really cool like that and, you know, that kind of vibe. And then, but at the same time, for the storytelling aspects of things and for the more emotional parts, you know, the traditional sort of like, you know, Thomas Newman-y kind of vibe of things was also something that was uh, going around. And it was like, so how can we, how can we get the best of both of these worlds and sort of put them together in, in some way that, you know, really has that dramatic tension and, and beauty and all those things that mm-hmm. at the same time has this more sort of produced feel and more, you know, contemporary music production element to it, you know. Right, right. And uh, but I, I, how, how I was working with two directors is it is it like does one per, one of them go hey do this other person like no this this is the better way are they are they just more like in sync with each other the entire time um well no i mean you know they it, i mean they were pretty much in sync um as far as the fact that you know um ultimately they were in sync but 
there was always a conversation, you know, and and like for me that was actually really helpful because, you know, um, it was like a three-way conversation. It was like a triangle, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, if you think about it geometrically, you know, instead of like um, a line between two points, it was like a, an area space between three points, you know, and then so, you know, it gave a lot more scope to point the needle somewhere in that area space and uh, you know some one of them would come with an idea another one would come with an idea sometimes there would be the same idea sometimes there would be a different idea and then I would bring in my idea and the three of us would discuss it and it was actually very very cool I think you know the thing I think the situation could be very difficult if you're working with difficult people or something yeah. <laughs> but in this particular situation it was actually very very cool and we all became like very close um, because, you know, we spent so much time making these decisions together, you know? Right. I mean, I think collaboration always brings out the best work out of everybody involved. I agree. And um, and you're working with him on his next project too, right? Yes. That's yeah. that's really cool. So you have a... I like, I like I'm a continuing collaboration. I've worked... Because I'm not a musician, but I work uh, with all my student films with the same composer. And we, you know, he lives in Germany. I live live here but we still we collaborate all the time <laughs> it's awesome it's like you know i don't know it's like especially i'm so excited now going into it the second time like now you don't have to worry about you know you know that first job you ever have you know you, you also have to worry about you know like overstepping the boundary or this and that it's like you know now it's like you know as soon as i got an idea i can just be like here here's my idea and and if he's got an idea and I don't really like his idea, I can actually tell him. <laughs> like, yeah. no, my idea is actually better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> that's a luxury. It's a it's a luxury to be able to do that to your director. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. It's a it's a luxury to be able to do that to your director. I guess. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm 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 just playing. Or you know, but you know, <laughs> yeah. no. But there is a bit more of a comfort level, and you know, and I'm just so excited about this film because you know. The corker, you know, yeah, like yeah. intense. So I, I can't wait to to hear what you do with it. I was listening to all your stuff on your website. There's a a lot of great textures and sounds and and, and soundscapes that you build. I really love it. Well, thank you. And um, well, I guess to to wrap things up, I always like to ask composers if you had the uh, opportunity to score any film ever made, with uh, no disrespect to the original composer, what movie would you choose? That is a very, very good question. <laughs> um, well, I... Let's see. Mm, I think, you know, it's funny. It's it's kind of like an obscure film, but just because the imagery of it is just so powerful and it's always stuck in my mind. The film that I would really love to have scored is a, a film called Zabriskie Point. Hmm, I don't think I've heard of that. Yeah, it's a uh, Antonioni film. Uh, okay, okay. From the seventies or something, and it's like it's got this incredible scene. I mean, it's the whole movie is incredible. It's all shot in the desert. It's about counterculture hippies and and you know anarchists and you know weird, just weird stuff going on at the time. Mm-hmm. But it's shot really, really sumptuously. The detail of just every every frame in it is so beautiful and um and there's this killer scene at the end where they uh 
this film actually didn't really have like a score score, but like they had lots of songs and instrumentals from Pink Floyd in it. Mm-hmm. And there's this amazing scene in it where uh, this guy basically blows up a house and uh, all these things are just floating inside the fire of the explosion and it, the scene is like five minutes long and it's set to this wicked Pink Floyd track. You know, and I love it and I love Pink Floyd and I love the scene and I love everything about it, but you know, I would just love to have been the composer on it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a I guess I know I know Antonioni, but I I just wasn't familiar with that one, but um that it's definitely wanna check it out now. But thank you uh so much, Reza, for, for talking with me today. It was a real pleasure. Oh, thank you. And uh I hope we get to do this again sometimes. Looking forward to, to Snap. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm so hyped about that. <laughs> <laughs> 